All right, uh, joining me today on the uh, Big Breakfast Show podcast is uh, Melody Pearson. Hi, Melody, how are you? I'm just awesome. How are you? I am doing great. First of all, Melody, thank you so much for uh, joining me on the uh, podcast. No, I've, I just figure there's people better than me to do it, but I'll just um, do what I can. We want to go back in some time here, uh, Melody, back to your childhood. Did you did you grow up in, uh, in Estevan, uh, Melody, or where did you grow up as a child? Well, I, I definitely grew up here. I came by an, an unusual route. Uh, my uh, parents met during the war, and my dad came on ahead and uh, got established. He bought a grocery store and bakery, and then my mom followed, and she was six months pregnant with me. So we came on a ship and uh, then on a train, and uh, from what I've heard... Um, when we pulled into Estevan, um, my mom and a lot of the war brides, if they could, they can't, don't know how to explain it, but because it was such a small town and it wasn't that clean at the time, they some of them wanted to turn back, but my mom said she loved my dad and there was no chance she wasn't staying. So I was born in Estevan and raised here. You know, when you think about the, the business venture, that your parents had at that time, uh, Melody, that's pretty amazing, eh? Well, what it was, my dad um, had had an unusual childhood, and so he had started working very young, and he had worked for Wilf Bastion in the grocery store, the Red and White. And um, when he loved the grocery business, and when he came back from the war, the Mitchell family, um, they had the bakery and grocery store um, where the host stationery is now. And so um, when my dad bought it after the war, um, he not only got the grocery store and the bakery, but he got our house uh, on First Street, 1122 First Street, because that was their family home, and they want they moved to BC. So it was we lived in a suite on the 1400 block third above the Warner House until that all went through, and then we moved to the house and it, it was across from um, the Catholic Church and the Catholic rectory and uh, the convent and that was as I grew up it was so fun because um, we eventually there were four of us plus a couple of uncles living with us and um, we got to know the nuns and the priests and they would borrow our skates at night and during the winter and uh Gate on an outside rink, um, now where St. John's School is. Boy, that's... And uh, we just, they would have us over to their places, and um, we just had another really cool experience with them. And in addition, my dad, we'd always uh, be around the store, and um, I was the eldest, and then my brother Martin was a year and a half behind, and then Jan another year, and then Vern another year. And um, we'd be around the business quite a bit. And um, on Sundays after church, we'd go to Canada Cafe and have Chinese after Dad let us play on the tills at the store. <laughs> so we, we just absolutely grew up within the bakery and the grocery store, if you know what I mean. I was just going to say, at what age were you busy working there and... Uh basically running the show as a, as a child, it must have been a pretty early age, I would think, eh? Well, 12 was a magic number when 
when we all started, and uh, then it carried on to our sons. That was sort of the age where my dad um, brought the kids in. I mean, we would be there before, but it was got down to pretty serious business. Then I, I was learning books before probably some kids even knew how to count. <laughs> and but that was just That's part awesome. of it. <laughs> and then we'd be picked up at five o'clock in the morning um, by Jackie Frank and his kids all still live here. And um, we'd be taken to the bakery um, to package bread. And eventually my dad sold that property and uh, moved over in 57 to where we are now. Is that right? So that's over at the uh, the Bee Feeder in the Days Inn in, in yes, that location? the original building is... When you go down Ninth Street, that is the original building right there before my dad attached the hotel. Is that right, eh? Wow, and you said and that was so, in 57? And that's when we would, uh, that's when the Thieves Kitchen, which later became Granby's, opened. So we would um, be picked up at lunch, at school, for lunch at school, and taken, um, and because my mom, um, she ran the thieves' kitchen, and we'd eat there. And then I would go back after school and work in the coffee shop and learn the books. So it went through all of us. So a lot of our friends were in the same boat. Their families had started businesses on Fourth Street or Fifth Street. So a lot of us were doing similar things. But after school, the biggest thing was. Um, we went to Central School, where what is now the old post office on Third Street. Um, our school used to be there, an old stone school. <clears throat> and then when we got in DCI, it was a tradition. All those years, kids would head to the Candic Cafe for chips and gravy. <laughs> yeah, one of the one of the favorites from the Canada Cafe, which was right on Fourth Street, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. My goodness. So, with all this going on, then Melody. And uh, what did you do as a child as far as hobbies or sports was concerned back then? Well, it was quite unique then because it's nothing like it was now. Do you know what I mean? And, like, it was more friendships. Like, uh, we all, without sounding like it's the dark ages, like, we walked everywhere, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, we made so many incredible friendships along the way, like, we lived on First Street, the school, uh, when we got to Westview School opened up, which is still there, and then the EJH, which later became ECI. We all walked, and we, you know, kids would join us along the way, and we just formed unreal friendships during that time. That's just amazing, isn't it? Yes, and like, um, it sounds very... Like, you mean you, what do you mean you walked? Well, we didn't know any other way, and we didn't think there was anything, it was a big deal. But that's how it works, right? Whatever you're in at the time, that's the way everything is done. Mm -hmm. There's no looking forward, you know, back then. It was just, this is the way it is, this is how it, it's just another day, according to us, right? Yeah, exactly. And then, as far as sports, like, um, there was an old rink down on fifth street and uh it was um you know it was sixth street and um it it was sort of by where beaver lumber used to be on the corner where candles is now yeah right at the uh, crossing yeah and so we would go there for figure skating lessons and 
and the boys for hockey, but hockey was nothing then what it is now. And um, then there were still school sports, and I sure wasn't, I was so uncoordinated um, that I left that to my brothers and sisters, but it was still um, not, not anywhere to what it is now, and I think it's wonderful now the way it's so organized and kids get more chances. But at the time, we thought we were really lucky. Yeah, absolutely. I can see your point there. No doubt about that. Now, Melody, I want to talk about uh, volunteering because I know this has been a huge part of your life. It's something you believe in. It's the community uh, feeling, the community aspect. At what time and where did that idea originate from in order to guide and direct you? Well, I don't know. Um, I don't think there was a definite time, but my mom... Uh, as an example, when we were kids, she taught majorettes with the EJH band. You know what I mean? And I was young then, and she put countless hours into that. And my dad was involved with all the Legion and uh, the Salvation Army and all those things. It was just such a natural thing to do. Like, it wasn't a big deal, if you know what I mean. Because you just saw others doing that. And that volunteerism in those days is what made Esteban what it is today in terms of building. If You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and it was just uh, like the businesses, what they would do to help things get started. And um, I, I honestly can't say we thought I, it was anything unusual. Well, you know, it's kind of funny how things work and transpire, though, Melody, because if we talk about your immediate family, you and your your family, um, that sense of volunteering is in your kids as well. Well, yeah, and it wasn't like they were forced to do it. They just, it's such been such a tradition. But it's not just our family. It's the way families worked. Right. And businesses worked because there weren't as many other things to deviate you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. The town was small and intimate. I think that's a decent word for it, where everybody knew everybody else and and just made it work. And then when um, they built the dam, you know, that was just a huge thing and different things that came to Esteban, like the A&W, and I remember... We'd all go there, and a lot of kids worked there because, you know, you'd get car, you know, car, car, you'd sit on the outside, and get they'd come to your window and put a tree uh, tray on it. You drink moose milk, and <laughs> I remember when the Dairy Queen opened, and and uh, that was such a big deal. And I also remember my dad wouldn't let us go there because Grandines had a creamery in Estevan, and. He was huge on supporting the local places and nothing that the, it doesn't mean that Dairy Queen wasn't local, but the established local places. And um, that's another thing that I think has been ingrained in, you know, our every family right. and then their kids as well as mine. Okay, let's, uh, let's skip ahead a few years now, uh, Melody, to the point where you start your relationship and start your family. What was the times like at that point? Were you already in the business when that started as far as uh, 
as far as the family business is concerned, or how well, did that I come about? To, um, like after school, I went to uh, Regina and I uh, took a secretarial course. And when I got there, I'd been in the office for so long, and I just had grown up in the business, and I felt like I I was learning more from the personal aspect than I was out of those books. They are archaic. And so I came home, and um, then I decided to move to Winnipeg. Some of our friends had moved there, and that's where I met Bert. And uh, I lived there 11 years, and he and I both really wanted to raise our kids in a small town. And my dad wanted Bert to work, so when our kids were four and one and a half, we packed everything up and came back here. And wow. so again, there there goes the ball and everything just clicked back to working in the business. Yep. You know, absolutely. I, I, it's so natural; it's hard to explain. Now we had talked about uh, 1957 when your father moved over to the uh, location by the beef eater. There uh-huh. wasn't the auditorium, the old civic auditorium, built in 1957 as well. Yes, it was. But I can honestly tell you, there was nothing. Everybody thought my dad was absolutely losing it. Then they'd say, why did you go north? And he said, it's the only direction left to expand. Is that right, eh? And there was an ESO station on the end of my dad's property that had been there before. And where the OK economy was built, Kundal Farms, that's where when we got our property, an OK economy came later, but Kundal Farms was right across the street. <laughs> and then that, that right? was in between us and where they built the auditorium was McLean's trailer court. And they were big in construction. And um, the auditorium was um, massive. Yeah, thing. back then. And it eh? came bringing the Bruins. Yeah. Scotty Monroe and, uh, you know, Ed Hudson. And it was it was beyond huge. And that that was part of my thought process for this uh, podcast as well, Melody. I want to talk about the Bruins and how big they are in in your heart. Um, can you elaborate on how that all got started too, as far as being a billet family and and just really really supporting the Bruins even till today? I mean, you're one of the biggest Bruin fans in Southeast Saskatchewan, so <laughs> I don't think of it that way because I know so many people like me, but. Um, when, when they came to Esteban, you know what I mean? Like we were kids, like, like my brothers and sisters and, um, like I was born in 46. So it, I, I remember that I became an usherette and that was just such a big deal with gold blazers and, and everything. And that rink would be packed and like the atmosphere and the Bruins would walk every place and Scotty Monroe would take me to Frank's and buy them blazers and gray pants and white shirts and um my dad uh when Vern was sick young and had whooping cough my dad bought a tv and they weren't that common at the time and the Bruins would come and watch on Saturday night in our living room that's and it's just was again just such a part of our family in those days and then when we moved back here we started going to games and we were walking out of the rink one night, and the boys said, we want one of those Bruins at our house, Mom and Dad. And we did, and that's how it got going. That's it. There you go. That's what I wasn't sure about right there. We want uh, one or two of those boys staying at our place, Mom and Dad. That's how it started, eh? Yeah. Because that must have been just fantastic for your boys. Yeah, like um, 
they that that we got our first one in eighty. You know what I mean? And so um, Jeff was eight and Brad was five. Wow, being a young boy growing up in uh, in Estevan at that time and uh, having the Bruins stay at your place, I mean that's uh, that explains the whole relationship with the Estevan Bruins, Melody. My goodness. Well, like they were like big brothers, and particularly a few of them. You know. Oh yeah. Like we've been very lucky. Um, you know that um, for how many have kept in touch with us, um, and um, just the way they're still part of us. No and doubt. Now, the, just even right now with the group I have staying here, that it, it's just incredible that um, how they become part of your family. Yeah, I could see that quite easily, absolutely. Just with the uh, the motion of people coming and going and you being at the rink and on the bus uh, heading to road games and stuff like that, mm-hmm. my goodness, that it just kind of ties everything together, doesn't it, Melody? Yeah, and then both of our sons built it at one time and, you know, um, it's just, um, it's really a good experience for your kids to have them in the home because they're, um, they can grow off each other. It's as good for the guys as it is for the kids. Yeah, it works both ways, doesn't it? Mm. My goodness. You know what, Melody? This has just been awesome this morning. I've been looking forward to this for quite a while. And, <laughs> uh, boy, you... You have some fantastic stories there, and it has been such a uh, pleasure because I I have to say, Melody, that you are probably one of the hardest-working, kindest people that I've ever met. Well, I appreciate that, but um, I don't know. I I just had a really good upbringing, Um, just the basics of life, if you know what I mean. Yep. And uh, my dad um, just had a couple of pretty simple rules for us to follow and they weren't rules but just guidelines we learned from both my parents and it it really was simple lessons but resonated with you your whole life well you know what sometimes uh, simplicity works yeah you know and what they led by i think in those days as we do now but the town was smaller and you saw it was just so unique how our town grew because of everybody working together. That's what it takes, though. That's exactly and look what at it the takes. Downtown now, how everybody's pulling together, and it was just an an example of supporting each other. Yep. Years later, they're doing it again. I know, and yep. not just this year, like all the years. Yep, absolutely. You've just seen different things that came together. By look at the new rink that just didn't come with government money. That came with tons of volunteering and big dinners and donations. And it, those things just don't happen on paper. It's by hard work. Estevan is a prime leader when it comes to that, uh, Melody. All you got to do is look at the hospital and the services that we've gained in oh, the past exactly. 10 and years our, there. Yeah, no, there. I could go on and on and on about, like the hospital used to be on the valley, you know, and um, that was unique at the time because the Sisters of St. Joseph that all came and started that hospital, the nuns, like they were business people as well as religious people. Yes. It was just incredible. Well, you know what, Melody? I, I can't thank you enough for joining me on this uh, podcast. And uh, I wish you absolutely nothing but the best going forward. And uh, thank you so much for uh, sharing well, no, was, some of your stories with me. And uh, like it's, 
just making um, just the past still part of the present because we're nothing without either one. Thank you, Melody. Have a great day. You made mine.